This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Aikido Fresno's head instructor, Christopher Hine. With me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Salona McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Very good. Got through well, that. Yeah. Well, uh, with no problems. Yeah, it's magic. Like <laughs> no magic. one it's like, laughing. It's no like one... we've done this uh, 58 times or something. That's amazing. So uh, we had a, uh, someone gave us a topic idea. Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson. From Martial Thoughts Podcast. A big shout out to Martial Thoughts Podcast. Yeah. Give it a listen. He has got some of the most interesting, uh, what do you call them? I keep wanting to say hosts, but guests. Oh, yeah. He's, got, he's got some of the most interesting martial arts guests it's around right now. It's a pan martial arts uh, <clears throat> podcast. Yeah, that's a nice way you to know, say that. Pan martial arts. Yeah, pan martial art. Well, you know, uh, all martial uh, arts. Right, right. <laughs> he, he used to have a Seder martial art podcast, but that, <laughs> they, they fell out of favor, so now it's just a pan martial art. With they worship the god Pan. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. No, but he's given us a lot of good ideas, oh, yeah. super, I, I feel like, in the good. past. And, um, you should listen so to his, his podcast. He had an idea, and uh, I, I think, Chris, you probably can explain it. Yeah, it's than... kind of hard to, to explain exactly, but um, basically I think the gist of uh, what, what he's suggesting is that we talk about how the principles learned in Aikido can be applied off the mat, and that different than, you know, like, I don't know. It's certainly not anything like how do you apply Kodagaisha off the mat and, and not anything yeah. even like how do you apply Kokyu off the mat or Masubi or something. But what we're learning in Aikido, how does that sometimes happen off the mat? And one of the, the examples he gave is uh, when his dad was in Vietnam, um, he got the some of the other soldiers in their off time to help the locals build a temple. And so if you think about that, like uh, it, it's a really great example of, of kind of the Aikido principle, which is... He's he was bringing people together, and so when you do that, you know no one wants to attack you. You're you're helping the local people build a village, so they don't want to turn against you. It is in the context of martial, so it's helping martially, but at the same time, it has nothing to do with hurting anyone else or crushing anyone else. Winning hearts and minds, right? Well, yeah, winning hearts and minds. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call it. But but yeah, that's that's kind of the idea, and you know he's saying that like that's kind of the idea that we use in Aikido, shown off the mat. Um, and his dad never did martial arts or anything, but he was saying, you know, when his dad told him the story, that that, that seemed true to him, you know. So, um, so I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. And just kind of overall, what should you be learning from Aikido? Like, what what is it teaching you to do in your real life? Well, and I think this is great because I feel like one of the problems in talking about Aikido, at least in the way that we try to talk about it, is um, separating the techniques of aikido from the principles of aikido from the the yeah but the techniques from the principles from what i aiki and in the in the art is right so separating right. those all out and being able to talk about them um individually so you know for a lot of people i think it's like you can't talk about they they wouldn't know how to get to the thing that we're that we're trying to get at in this episode because to them like Aikido is Kodagash. And right. so if you're like, right. how do you apply the principles off the mat? Well, I grab them in the wrist and then I, I twist them or whatever. Right. Yeah, so... So you, we, we kind of have to set that stuff aside and look at, you know, the techniques of Aikido, the things that we are learning physically to do, what is the, what are they designed, what is the end goal of that? 
Right. Um, I think what you're saying basically is values. What are the values that we are, that go with Aikido? Like, so I think it's like sometimes on the other end, so some people get the techniques confused for the martial art, which I think the martial art's much more than just Kodagaish, for example. Um, But on the other end, you know, so there's, we approach Aikido with an idea of um, what Chris is creating an, an accord with other right. people. And um, rather than creating more chaos <laughs> or pain, whatever, um, we're trying to create like a peaceful situation, a resolution to a situation, um, whether that is just for me to be safe or for me and the person attacking me to be safe or my kids to be safe, whatever it is. Um and with that comes like a system of values, um, and I think that or a system of thought or a, right. a yeah. way yeah, of philosophy thinking, of philosophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like those those values, um, those are common values that are shared um, with generally with society as well. Just that people want to live in harmony and not attack each other, and you know, <laughs> create extra pain. Some, for would, each other. some would argue against that, uh, right? Would argue that, but yes, I see that. But yeah. I think oftentimes people confuse having those values treating people kindly creating accord with others confuse that for aikido as well so they they think that like if they see someone um talking someone down for example someone who's angry or something and 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 listening to them creating an accord with them rather than trying to get on their level and yell at them or something that they're like oh they're doing aikido and i think that's a confusing way to look at it because just like you might see a a wild kodagaish in a movie or something in the in the wild, a Kodagaish in the wild. A Kodagaish in the wild. Um, it, it is, to you, it is a Kodagaish um, because you learned it within Aikido. But that's not Aikido itself, and that is maybe not the way through which that person learned that technique. Right. Just like the value of creating an accord with someone isn't necessarily unique to Aikido, but to you, maybe that was how you learned that principle, right. that, that value. Right. Um, but it might be another way that someone learned that like in the scenario with jared's dad you know is that his dad didn't study martial arts but yet he knew this you know he didn't say aikido or anything but he understood this concept it's a a sort of it's a universal concept and ideally aikido would be a way to get better at that concept and what's unfortunate i think is a lot of times when we're studying aikido we're just trying to get better at something else you know like not not the aiki part of it you know Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, I guess, it's a big debate as to what the Aiki means, but, you know, the way we talk about it on this podcast, um, we don't need to get into that. But um, so I thought something interesting was coming up when, because we, uh, we had breakfast the other day, three of us, and we were kind of talking about this when we were at breakfast. And, and Josh was saying, you know, that like Aikido is a uh, kind of like you could build a Venn diagram to show Aikido. So on one side, you would have like perfectly... Uh, cool society, right? So like, you know, everyone's just doing their society stuff. So, you know, how you normally live your life, you know, you go to work and you do all your stuff and you have friends and, you know, you deal with stuff like a normal, reasonable person. So that would be one circle in our Venn diagram. And then the other circle would be like chaos, you know, like no one doing what they're supposed to, everyone attacking everyone. Uh, Everything's just terrible and broken down, you know, some apocalyptic society. If you start to push those two circles together, you're going to get a little, a little, you know, ellipse there in the middle. Overlap, yeah, uh, yeah, a little, a little eyeball, and uh, and and that would be where Aikido goes. And so, so what Aikido is doing is Aikido is not a system of chaos stuff, you know. So like, you know, if you look at like. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I mean, any martial art, you know, I hate to even pick one to to talk about, but but the majority of martial arts you're talking about, what they're doing is they're taking, like, the total chaos and they're dominating the total chaos. They're trying to figure out how to to personally do that chaos stuff. Um, And then on the other side, you have, like, 
social systems and things, you know, like manners and courtesy and all these things that we know how to do that, that help you in society maintain a decent society. But when those two start to intermix is what Aikido is trying to answer, which is like, you know, when you get like what happens when things are breaking down, but you're basically still trying to be in a peaceful society, what skill sets do you need to handle that? And that's what Aikido is working on. And I think it's really hard to understand it because it's just that little sliver. And so it's like, you know, it's not like, what's the ultimate beat up martial art? And it's like, well, it's certainly not Aikido. I mean, right. it's not the ultimate beat up martial art. That's like some kind of chaos system, you know? Right, right. Um, and it's also not the same thing you would get like, you know, manners or courtesy or, you know, anything you would study, you know, how to build friendships. It's not, not that, you know, like, so it's like the skill set of Aikido, the martial art exists there. Now the principles of Aikido, so you don't have to study Aikido to get this, is the stuff that helps you figure out how to make a cord out of bad situations. Right. So if we look back at, at Jared's um, uh, analogy with his dad, it's like uh, his, his dad understood that it's like, oh, we're in a war crazy situation. So let's build a peaceful temple and get everyone thinking on that page. And then when we do that, that will make things better. It will make harmony. And if you look at the word accord, I really like the word accord for Aiki, like Aiki means accord. I like that. And the reason is because peace accords are signed when that's exactly what's happening. Shit's sucky. Two groups are fighting. And so we sign a peace accord to begin to get it back to the other side, which is where we want, where we're having civil interaction again, you know? Yeah, you know, if you look at your... Um, spectrum of conflict uh, we talk about you know at the at the at the struggle end so the the conflict will resolve itself at the end no matter what right and so you can choose how that conflict is resolved you can resolve it with in the chaos way which mm-hmm. is just we fight and we wrestle and we struggle and, and we see who wins right? and, falls right. down and, and at the someone, end yes. and at the end of it um you know we could both be dead or one of us could be dead or we could both be so exhausted or whatever but it's going to be a terrible thing so an aikido is looking at like how do we take the other side of that the harmony and bring that with us as we move through the chaos right, right. so how do you right. make uh harmony uh, within chaos like right. how how can you exist harmoniously within the chaos right. that's what i think uh it's looking at and you know that would be a perfect example of like there's a war happening how do we live harmony harmoniously through this well we find common ground hey here's this temple that we can build and, and come together on. Yeah. and what i like about that example a lot is it it's showing um working within the realm that you have control, the direct realm you have control over, which when we're talking about like a physical conflict, you have control over you, you know? And in that situation, when they're, you know, occupying a a town in Vietnam, like the soldiers have, they're working within that town, you know? So maybe they can't solve the war or they can't, you know, they're not, it's not their job to sign a peace accord, you know, it's someone else's job, but it's their job working within that little town to be able to go, all right, how can we do our best um, to try this. and work with this in this little situation? Yes, yes. And yes. so when it's you with you know three guys are attacking you, and you all you can you can't make them stop attacking you. You know it's up to them to decide at some point to either stop or to continue. Right. And your thing is to make as much accord with you with them as you can, and hopefully also I mean if it's your goal to not hurt them, then not do that. You know, but if it requires that, you know that's where you make your choices but it's you are all you have control over in that situation i think that idea of the um autonomy within the 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 chaos also is important you know that like 
you are uh, autonomous and you surround yourself with the harmony. Right. You know, and how can you make that fit? Right. You know. Yeah, it's your job to make everything fit together. That's that's what you're trying to do, you know. And and that's different than a martial art where you study where your job is simply to crush. Right. You know, like if yep. you're boxing or wrestling or judo or whatever, your job is to get that thing done, that crushing action. You know, hold them down, hit them so hard they go to sleep, that's throw them on the ground. Chaos by chaos. You know, that's like resolution through chaos. Yeah, it's just dominating yeah. that chaos yeah. is yeah, all yeah, it's yeah. doing. So so when we're done, I will have crushed everyone. And because I've crushed everyone, there there will be peace that I want, you right. know. Aikido that is a way to. That is a way to. That is a philosophy and a right. way to go about. Sure, things. And, and it's a philosophy it, that if you're always the most powerful, then maybe it, that's it good. It can work. You know? Yeah, right. Um, but the problem is, if you're not the most powerful, you have to find other ways to make that work. And and I believe that's what Aikido is trying to address: is if you're not the most powerful, how do we make a chord? Right. And and you know, realizing I think this is where the Aikido comes. Like uh, part of where it comes from is. Like the realization that you are not the most powerful. Right. You yep. may think you are the most powerful, but in the end, you are not because um, the world is more powerful oh, yeah. than you. You Absolutely. know, like you will Absolutely. get crushed yep. by nature. You will get crushed. You know, um, the atom bomb falls. You, right. they, there is no defense for that. That is chaos. That is beyond you. So, it's, understanding that, like, in in one way, there is no choice but. Right, the 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 aiki way or the aikido way of it's kind of just like when you're swimming in the ocean and you get caught in a riptide. Um, so if you've ever heard any advice about handling being caught in a riptide, which in that situation fight against it, you can't, you, you cannot fight, fight against it. <laughs> it is the ocean. It is a hundred percent, no doubt, stronger than you. And so to try and swim directly against the riptide, right. you will exhaust yourself and and die or drown or whatever. Um, And that's a perfect example of fighting someone stronger than you is there. You cannot directly contest this. You know, it's, if it's a contest of wills between you and the ocean, the ocean wins, right? A hundred percent of the time. Um, So the advice with the riptide is you cannot swim against it. You have to swim with it parallel to the beach and that will allow you to get where you need to go slowly. You'll eventually get out of the the riptide. Right. Right. And so you're working with it. You're creating an accord with the uh, with the tide so that you need to go so you can get where you need to go without completely exhausting yourself or dying or getting caught up in. And so I think coral or whatever. You know, if we're talking about how these sort of principles play outside of the mat, one of the things I think to take away is um, your ego. Like realizing that, like, no, man, you are not the center of the universe. Right. I'm Um, not the boss. You you know, uh, of of everything else. You are are the boss of yourself and you are autonomous. But there are forces that are coming in. And truthfully, there are, you know, I was the alcoholics always talk about, you know, the, the... the sobriety prayer or whatever that's like uh change the things you can can't don't change or uh you know don't fight the things you can't and know the wisdom to know the difference or whatever that's it you know it's like understanding that like you can only change the things that you have control that's over right. and yeah. in this case it's you how can you make that right. that um and what i like that, about the the riptide and the the situation that that jared wilson told us about with his dad is that like um, that requires not only putting your ego to the side, you know, but also understanding the situation that you're in and what that other party wants right. or needs. Um, with the situation of the riptide, you understand how it works and so where to swim is the answer. You know, what direction do I swim in so I'm moving with it. When it's, um, you know, so being in that little town in Vietnam and deciding let's build a temple, had it been, um, so, you know, I don't, 
know exactly what the what the religion of the temple was. But had the soldiers gone, let's build a Christian church right, right. here, and that is they're not Christian, you know. Right. That's not understanding right. the people that you're with, you know, and that. Hey, locals, make us build in for, uh, fortified barriers so we can keep <laughs> right, the bad right, people right, out. Right, like, right. yeah, let's let's do that. You know? Right. No. And so it's like, okay, we got to understand these this people's culture. Okay, what is it? What is their religion? Let's help them build a temple, and that we can come together over. So I think right. it's one, putting your ego aside, and two, understanding what is the what does the other party party want? What are they doing? Right. Right. And how can I move with that? And and that requires Aikido to have something that you don't necessarily see in a lot of other martial arts, which is empathy. You have to understand their point of view. And if you don't understand their point of view, you can't work with it. And so, like, you know, if I'm boxing, it might help me to understand their point of view. But if I'm a really good boxer, maybe I can just ignore their point of view and right. beat the fuck out of them, right. you know? So, like, so Aikido, because... It's a martial art you're studying where you're not the most powerful force. You have to understand their mind and how to work with it. That Vietnam story is a good one, you know? It's like, there's way more of them than us. How do we work with what they want and get them on our side, you know? Yeah. So how do we see that in in real life? What are, what are some situations where we can apply that kind of accord that we can create with people? Well, I mean, I just... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's 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 interesting because, I, and we've talked about, it, but I feel like it, that just it's it, it is everything, and it happens all the time, and it happens every day. Yeah. And if it's you're in the right mindset, you're probably doing it without even thinking about right, it. You right. Right. I think you know. So if we're going to use, you know, so so just like we said a second ago, um, you can totally do that stuff without having studied Aikido. There's nothing magical about Aikido right. that teaches you or that. That, that enables accords to happen that if you didn't study Aikido, you couldn't make accords. So you, accords exist autonomously of Aikido. But what Aikido should be teaching you to do is how to make accords. So to me, the question to ask is, how do we make sure that our training reflects that? So like, so that way when we're in the world, how do we naturally start to think about how we can make those accords? And, and the way to do that through Aikido is to train Aikido in that correct fashion, you know? Um, and I was talking uh, about this the other day too, but like, so when I started to break down what Aikido was, you know, so for me, I got my black belt in Aikido and, and I went and tried to do it in MMA and it didn't work, you know, and I was like, oh, Aikido sucks, you know. Um, and, and the first tidbit I got was that like, oh, it works a lot better when there's weapons involved and the techniques specific to Aikido work in weapon situations. Um, and so then I thought for a long time that Aikido was basically Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, you know, which is, that's what Japanese Jiu-Jitsu is. It's grappling methods when right. arms are involved. Right you know mm-hmm. so weapons um and so like i was like oh that's what it is and then you know the more i worked on that a lot of aikido people would look at my stuff and be like oh chris that doesn't look like aikido you know right. and and they were and right. right it's not you yeah. know and so it's like aikido as a martial art exists in this area where the main parts of it are how do i keep distance how do i blend with their attacks in ways that they can't get me how do i do this kind of stuff right so so there's a japanese uh, jiu-jitsu element to Aikido and that's like the the little extra stuff you get which is very fun and, and easier right. to practice and easier to talk about and easier to show people but then there's the other part that's that small sliver of area where it's like how do I understand what they're doing and work with that you know and then once you're practicing that regularly on the mat in regular life that should appear more obvious to right. you you know like this happens to me all the time where I'm somewhere and I'm like oh how do we just make this cool right now not how do I dominate how do I show everyone I'm the boss or how do I be the leader but just how do I make that work and being the boss of the leader might be a part of that also but also it could be just going like hey everything's cool guys or diverting everyone's attention somewhere else or there's lots of skills that can be employed to do this 
And it's interesting because when you talk about uh, the Japanese jujitsu and then this additional part of it, um, I think that, you know, a good way to think about this is like uh, it has that Japanese jujitsu because that's what was happening at the time when it was being created. That's what the dude was into and that's what he was having to deal, right? So if uh, this had come at a later time, it might be a different set of techniques that he was using. The mindset would still be the same. Right, exactly um, right. Right, And so it's like the question like, you know, oh, can you use Aikido in boxing? Yes, but it's not what you think. Not you know? the martial art right. of Aikido. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but you you can if you if you know, and you can use it for anything. I can use Aikido or or you know the mindset to do it to out when I'm jogging, when I'm driving, right, right, when right, I'm right. anything. And that's um, the that's when the, I'm in war. <laughs> you know, that's the sticky wicket. There's a there's a system that is the martial art of Aikido. But the name Aikido says that it's a way to study Aiki. And if we look at Aiki meaning accord, then it's a way to study making accords. And so that means it doesn't matter what we're studying inside the system, we're studying the general path of making accords. And so if we practice that regularly, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, we should start learning how to make accords, you know? And so like, you know, the chord might might not be the way that that you dream it up to be, you know. So so you got to understand, like you know, I'm in a professional boxing match and I want to come away unwounded. Then uh, I'm going to go. Oh, I surrender. I throw in the towel. You know, like and that that is making an accord. That is a way to make yeah. a chord in that where I don't get beat up. Um, if I want to uh, dominate the boxing match though, which is not really an I key idea at all, then I have to learn the martial art of boxing, right? Or if I want to dominate stuff, I learn that dominating ways. Um, and so, like, the plus one to Aikido, you know, so, like, the, I, I look at the Japanese jiu-jitsu as, like, the plus to Aikido. It's, like, Aikido plus you learn some Japanese jiu-jitsu. To me, that's, like, uh, you know, if it doesn't work, we're into uh, uh, kumiuchi stuff, like, so so jiu-jitsu stuff, then then these are the skill sets. And that's what Yuishiba was into early, and that's what he was working on. So falling back all the way, you have to have some dominating skills. That's at one side, and that's that stuff. But it's not the martial art of Aikido. Yeah, I think, like, you know, carrying that out into life, like, that's an important part of of training Aikido, you know? That's the, the do, the way part of it is, you know, understanding that your training continues off the mat. Um, being able to set your own ego aside and understand someone else's mind, someone else's needs, their wants, like, that allows you to exist harmoniously with people in the world. Um and that's surprisingly difficult to do sometimes. Like, I think, um, I don't know, Chris and I were talking the other day, and, like, I, I had come to the realization that, like, I, this is maybe kind of sad, but maybe very millennial of me. But um, I was just like, wow. I'll like, be the judge of that. <laughs> um, I, I was coming to the conclusion, I'm like, okay, now that I'm post-college, just kind of working, no one asks me about me anymore. Like, there's a period of your life when you're young where people – are always asking you, oh, so what are you going to do? Where, where are you going to go to college? Oh, or, right. you know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. you taken the SATs? Or, yeah. you you know, this is very what's American. But they're, what's oh, your yeah. plan, what's your major? basically? What's, yeah. Exactly. There's constant questions. You know, you go to family Christmas and, they, you know, it's, oh, God, here we go, you know. Ask the same questions. Um, and I try to be aware of that when I'm talking to other people that age so that I don't bombard them with questions because right. they probably have heard it enough. Um, but 
I'm now in the part of my life where I'm past that and no one asks me questions anymore beyond like, hey, how's it going, you know, or how's your job? And then I'm like, oh, it's good, you know, and, and that's where the conversation kind of like right. dies down, you know. Um, and so understanding that like most people don't get a chance to talk about themselves very much as true adults once they've gone through that time period in their life. And like you can learn a lot about people or you can get people on your side a lot if you allow them to just talk a little bit about themselves. Sure, sure. and you can gather a lot of information about what's actually going on. Right. You know? And like truly listening and not just waiting, you know, not going, hey, how's it going? And they t- start talking. You go, oh, I didn't expect them to start talking. Let as me soon just... as they're done, I'm going to tell them about this. Right. right, exactly. And it's a surprising amount of time where when you're having a conversation and you're waiting to say what you want to say rather than actually responding to what the person's saying to you. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, I'm at this thing, I'm out, and I'm, I'm, there's people, that uh, acquaintances that I know, and uh, I sit down, and I, hey, how's it going? And the woman says, uh, terrible. And then it starts, like, you know. Just starts it. And yeah. I was like, oh, that wasn't at all what I was expecting to happen, but <laughs> please go on. I just wasn't ready, you know, because I had asked the question, um, assuming the answer of like, oh, yeah, cool hey how are you you know like that kind right. of thing um she was answering the question like okay you really want to know here uh let me I'm gonna tell let's, you let's get down to it yeah so yeah i think that's uh i think there's a lot of moments like like social kind of one person thinks one thing's going on the other person thinks another person another thing's going on and there's like a confusion there and if you can get on top of that confusion then right. you can kind of get a hold of the situation you can make really IQ cool. with it right. right exactly and you can figure out how to get what you need because Say you're Josh in that moment and Josh asks, hey, how's it going, you know, and she, terrible, starts talking a lot. And Josh is like not in a moment where he really wants to sit and listen to her talk a whole bunch. It's like, okay, how do I let her feel heard but also slowly kind of remove myself from the situation without being a complete asshole, you know? I mean – I just owned up to it. I was like, oh (laughs) – I'm sorry. Didn't, didn't to say <laughs> that, lady. Was, yeah, it was it was. Fine. There you she go. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, let me tell you anyway. Totally. That's fine. Good. It's funny though. So you know, like when we're studying the martial art of Aikido, we we have a, a, a set of things that teach us what to do in a martial situation, which is kokyu masubi wase zanshin. So kokyu, like make sure that you are present and aware. Masubi begin to understand their mind. Awase, move with them correctly, uh, like that fits in the in the ideal way you want. And then Zanshin, don't don't think that it's over just because you've done that, right? So like yeah. understand that it could still be going on or changing and evolving. So like, you know, that's what we do in Aikido, the martial art practice, but then you should carry that off the mat into right. your everything else, you know? So so it's like, you know, uh, uh, you're looking at Jared Wilson's dad again, that scenario, it's like, uh, well, where the hell am I? Oh, I'm in the middle of someone else's country and I'm fighting and this is hardcore, you know? Um, and then it's like, uh, what is the mind of the enemy? Oh, they wish they had a temple and somewhere they could pray. Well, hey, if they prayed more, maybe they wouldn't want to attack people. So that sounds good. Like, I'm down with that. Awase, how do I get them and us doing activities? Activities together to, to work on something productive for us as a group, right? And then that's a wase. And then Zanshin, after you got the temple built, don't be all, hey, fuck you. Ah. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. like you, you still <laughs> understand gonna, what them, you know, maybe you go tomorrow. to a service or, yeah. Right. So, um, so, so that process, you know, what we should always be looking to do um, as Aikidoists is improve our ability to make a chord. And then what we should be looking to do off the mat is how do we apply those principles we learned on the mat 
to everything we do, right. you know. And that's why, like, I think there was a little pause after my said, well, how do we do that? It's like, well, what's the situation? You know, like, because <laughs> right, exactly. you can't just go making things up. You've got to understand the specific situation you're in, and then you work from that situation, you know, and that, those are the four steps. And you should be able to, I mean, the way that you laid it out, that's everything. That's every conversation, every interaction, every, you see a cat on the street. You, it's the same, it's life. Right. Yes. Um, and it, it, it's about fitting, and it fits the things that you are doing. Right. right. Um, Chris and I have been talking a bit about stoicism and, and the idea of choosing a moral code and sticking with it, and that it doesn't matter what the code is, just that you have your code and you stick to it. And I feel like it's that's a good way to think about um, about creating a accord, about kokuma subiawase zanshen, is that is your core is your code is to make an accord with people if you so choose um and that's what you do and so in every situation you're going how do i apply creating accord with whatever situation this right. is so instead of going for example homeless people are dangerous and they might hurt you if you let them get too close so never give them money like okay so you're caring about your safety which is great but what if sometimes you want to make accord with people and you do want to give them your money, right? Um, I mean, maybe you don't, but <laughs> if you do, you know. So I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we were doing something in the morning and um, a lady started to walk up to me from afar. And, you know, generally I'm fairly wary because I try and think about self de- self-defense and, you know, where like where I'm at and how I can be safe and uh, I you know quickly I was like okay she's approaching from afar but I can tell she's coming and and she's there's enough space for me to deal with her and I you know she I was like hey what's up and she's like hey can I have 125 for the bus and I you know was able to realize very quickly that that's what she wanted she didn't come any closer so she didn't make me feel threatened and then I was I was able to give her the 125 for the bus no problem you know and so it's like had i just gone you know safety is my number one mindset and right people you wouldn't are be dangerous. with the situation i wouldn't be with the situation and who cares you know it was 125 like glad to give it to her your day was happier because you gave her the 125 totally yeah know, made so. me happy made her happy great you know so, yeah, being able to move and be fluid with the situation i think you know when you're studying aikido as a martial art that's one of the greatest things to get from it is to be fluid to move with what happens and and that's all the idea of urinamote you know are they weak can i enter into that are they strong do i need to move around that you know and and if we're understanding those ideas then that's how you should approach all of life urinamote you know should i drive into this or should i receive this and uh, the idea of having the the fluid mind you know we're always so stuck on like the binary thinking, yes, yeah. no, uh, right, wrong, uh, black, white, no, gray, um, and understanding that there's it all exists, it all exists, right. and so um, having that that fluid mind, like you were saying, you know, and being able to go where you need to be, and realizing like there's not just one answer, like there's not just fight, or there's not just run, right. Um, that there's all the whole. It's mostly gray. It's very in, little in black and white. Mostly gray. I think too, like understanding <clears throat> when you're using your your experience or your knowledge about a situation, um, and and trying to understand maybe what different things will happen based on what you know about the situation, and straight up just assuming uh what's going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it's a very fine line, but like. You know, so there's a reason that we watch movies and and have all these different kinds of media that tell us different stories about how things happen, you know. 
And I think it's really fun to like watch a movie and kind of understand tropes, you know, superhero movie. Oh, he's about to do the superhero landing, you know, like kind of guessing what's going to happen mm-hmm. next or whatever. And it's fun and easy to do that when you're watching a movie or reading a book or something. And because we have these story types, you know, oftentimes those predictions are right because, you know, we like to talk about certain things in certain ways. But in real life, like, you know, maybe it happened one way before, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen again that way. And just because it usually happens this way doesn't mean that it's going to happen that same way again, you know? And so like having um, that openness to what is happening really right now, 100% right now, and like allowing yourself to have a, a really good, accurate read on what's happening rather than just going, ah, it's another one of these ones, you know, right, right. whatever it is you're doing. Right. And that's definitely Koki Masubi, right. you know, realize it's going on. Understand and and that's such an key thing uh, and something that uh, you can use to your benefit because if I am able to read the situation and you are not um, and something happens that's different than you uh, and we see this in Aikido, we use it all the time. Something is happening that is different than you are processing, your brain shuts down and I can act in that moment, right? Yes. And so like that is a very true key thing. It's like being able to keep your mind again fluid enough um, to see something and not uh, not have it short circuit your brain if it's different than you expected, right? right? Yeah. You're and, not so attached to what you thought was right, happening that right. you can't deal with the moment. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if that uh, really really got it at the issue or not. I mean, uh, uh, I think we we definitely talked around it a lot. Um, but but <laughs> I think the important thing to understand this is kind of like part of this, you know, whatever this Aikido and crisis shit we're going through is. Um, this like uh. <laughs> try to understand Aikido as the unique martial art it is as opposed to trying to force it to be something else. You know, so like I saw a video the other day, just made me roll my eyes. It was like um, two jujitsu experts try to fix an Aikido technique. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Because the reason why I really disliked that was because it's like, Two helicopter pilots try to teach a jet fighter pilot how to solve a situation, right? right? right. Like, helicopters are helicopters. Jets are jets. They're different. You know, they both fly through the air, sure, but right. they're different. And they have different goals and different objectives and different things they can do. Same thing with jujitsu and Aikido. So they're different skill sets. It, it's funny. This kind of thing has come up recently. Like, so more ju- uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools are starting to practice uh, knife stuff while they're doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? So, like, they're wrestling with knives. And uh, I had commented the other day on one guy's video, and I was like, oh, you guys have discovered Japanese jiu-jitsu. Congratulations, you know? Because, like, that's what Japanese jiu-jitsu was that, you know, 10 years ago, everyone was saying, like, oh, that's bullshit. Those right. techniques would never happen. It's like, well, now you're doing Kodagaish and Nikyo and all those techniques because when you got a knife, it's suddenly available, right. which is what the Japanese people were doing, you know? So um, understanding how everything fits into the context you're working in. Um, is, is really important. And uh, and so all this Aikido and crisis stuff, it's like, well, it's hard to take the Aikido stuff off the mat if you think Aikido is a kodagaish. So how do you <laughs> right, take kodagaish right, right, off the yeah. mat? How does Aikido, kodagaish apply to life? Right, right. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, when it comes to personal relationships, which is most everyone's life all the time is what you're dealing with is yes. personal relationships, yes. whether that's, you know, family or friends or loved ones, whatever. Um, people you hate. Random you know? people asking for money. Right, yep. exactly. It's constantly personal relationships, you know, and understanding that, um, you know, having stereotypes and ideas about how things work or how people are is great, but not p- putting that on someone to the detriment of that person, especially when I was thinking about, like, as a parent. I'm not a parent, but I understand that, like, every child is totally different. And, 
you know, to try and understand your child via a stereotype or like, you know, oh, my son is gay, you know, and, and putting that on the child before they've even, you know, like, are, let, like before you've even allowed them to articulate themselves or right. let them explore that on their own. Like that can be super detrimental to For someone sure. is like, you know, just making these assumptions about someone and um, that can really ruin a relationship with someone and, and not let them talk about it because really we all like to talk about ourselves right. a lot right. you know and if you step back and pull back your opinions about those things like people will talk you just right. you just sit allow back and yourself listen. to have masubi with them they will talk and it's great and that's what they want to do they want to yeah. be listened to See i agree <laughs> <laughs> no i just I, I mean i do agree uh i work for a newspaper i get people calling all the time they want to tell me about stuff, and most of the time, it um, doesn't really matter what the thing is. They just want to talk. They right. Just, they just want to like hear my hear my complaint. Like I don't want you to fix it. I don't even you know. I just want to know that someone on the end of this phone line has heard what I need to say, and yep. you know. And a lot of times they'll just blah 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 blah, click and hang up, and that's it. You know. So. Cool. That's yeah. That's what I'm there Never for. Never put a semicolon after an and. Now, How could you have those, printed that? Those ones. I can't. <laughs> it's true. Those ones. They have. All right. What's our timeline? Look. Uh, at we're, we... we're there. We're 37 minutes. So okay. It's a little short, but right. um, uh, yeah. I don't know if this. Uh, it's funny. A lot of times, like uh, I don't know if we we really hit uh, hit it or not. Um, but but I mean, I think this is the important stuff. Like. And it's hard to see, but it's like, you know, first of all, understand that Aikido's almost certainly not a martial art about dominating someone else. That's probably not its main strength. Right. And it uh, attracts people who tend to be people who aren't really interested in dominating right. other people, right? If people were – the people coming to Aikido were those kind of people, they wouldn't go to Aikido. They would go to other martial arts because they more clearly dominate and, and, and push someone around. So Aikido is definitely a martial art that on the, on the surface, most people hear about and go, oh, yeah, that's the one where you just kind of try to be cool yeah, with people and not, peaceful art, not, yeah. not hurt them. Yeah, yeah peaceful martial arts. So their energy against them so understanding that that's like the core value of aikido stuff and aikido people and what we're practicing and then go okay how does what i do on the mat reflect that and then is that training me to bring that more into real life and it's not that you need aikido to do that but it might help you bring that more into real life you know yeah and it should give you some tools right you know these uh, interpersonal relationship tools be having to interact with someone um on a very like close and intimate level and understanding their sometimes on a physically, but sometimes not physically uh, being able to understand what they're trying to do and what they want out of their space. Um, That's an important thing that you can, that you can definitely take off the mat and into, into the world. Well, and not to mention having good relationships, relationship skills with people is a hundred percent. I don't know, in my opinion, a martial thing because being a respectable person that doesn't get into fights keeps you out of fights. That's absolutely you know, right. keeps you from being attacked by people who don't like you because no one doesn't like you. You yeah. know. It's funny. <laughs> I was talking to Michael Varon the other day, and uh, he was talking about um, he he doesn't really consider um, like boxing and wrestling or any kind of sport martial art martial arts anymore. You know, like he's like ah, it's not because if you look at it to really get far in that that system. 
it's teaching you a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with like personal protection and stuff. You know, and the angle he was hitting was that like, you know, martial arts are about how to teach you how to take care of yourself. And so like, you know, if you do sport martial arts, well, it's not really doing that because half of it is like getting the right coaching staff and eating the right food right. and making weight on time and getting the right publicity and picking your fights correctly and, you know, all this stuff. That's a big part of sport fighting. And so like that has nothing to do with how to defend yourself, you know. And so I was like, oh, that's an interesting take and I understand where you're going with that. I said, but I almost take the opposite tack now, which is I call anything that has to do with conflict a martial arts system. Like if conflicts can arise, then it's a way it's a way to deal with conflict. And so that could be a boxing match or it could be a hostage negotiation or it could be anything dealing with your parents, you know, like. So to me, anything where conflict can arise um, and we're learning skills to deal with that, that's a martial art. And so so to me, looking at it that way, it's, it's easy to see what a jewel Aikido is in that, right? Like if you look at all that stuff, it's like Aikido is beautiful because it's really taking the chaotic, crazy stuff and, and the peaceful, nice stuff and how do we blend them together? Right. Yep. All right. Very good. I think it was a good one. Yeah. Um, let's thank our patrons. Well, oh, so first of all, we got a message, uh, from, uh, John Smith. Uh, John Smith. He wanted to, us to do a episode on weapons and weapons and, uh, um, I seem to recall that we have already done a weapons episode. So, um, he, I would suggest maybe looking through the archives and seeing that it could be that that is a episode that is not fun it to sounds listen like crap. to. Could be, and hopefully uh, these all sound better now. And if that is the case, um, uh, let us know, and because we can definitely do another episode on weapons. Listen, John Smith, I'd love to we're do doing it, so. another episode on on weapons next <laughs> okay, week. That's what we'll, we'll be doing. Right. But if you do want to listen to that uh, episode, and then. Um, yeah, if you have questions. Yeah, if there's any so points that we didn't hit or something yeah, yeah. on that. Um, or if anyone else. So here, this is what we're doing. We're telling you what we're going to do next right. week. There you go. So if you want anything particular answered on that, then hit us up and, and we'll we'll do it. We'll probably record it on Sunday. So um, so if you hit us up before Sunday next week. There's a lot then, of good There's a lot of good things to say. My mind's already yeah. clicking away. At, uh, it's a good topic. About. Weapons are fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, see. I already want to get into it right now. It is like let's we got another it. hour. Let's just yeah. record it. Uh, let's hit our patrons. All right, here we go. Thank you so much to Rob Kitson, John Smith, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, and Grant Templin. Thank you so much, guys. We Thank super super appreciate you. Yeah. And to all of our listeners in different countries and states and cities than us, uh, thank you so much for listening. I know we have people. In Australia, people in the UK. Our biggest fan base is in Australia, by God. Which is rad. Thank you, Australia. Love to love to go there. And thanks to everyone. <laughs> That's usually what I'm saying. <laughs> and thanks to everyone who reaches out and um, helps us with ideas and all that. I really, yeah. that's very nice. So. Yeah, super nice. Um, and hopefully we do our part to give you something usable out of all this yeah also um if you have any uh thing to say about this new recording which should be um significantly better it's getting to point i'm I'm pretty pleased with how it sounds now um and i think we're probably going to to venture out into the field again before too long oh okay yeah i want to see see if we can do it next we're getting some uh we're gonna get some video cameras we'll make it into a a blog. Oh, then, no. I'm just, she's like. Then I have to shower. Right. That's a good point. That is a good point. We will not do that. 
All right, I think so, that's it. Yeah. Next Happy week. New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And, tip uh, of the week. Oh, yeah, tip oh, of the week. Sorry. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. Yes, what is the tip of the week? Tip of the week is to try and... Um, apply your Kokiumasube Awase Zanshen Aiki skills, accord making skills, however you yeah. want to say it, um, both on the mat and off the mat. And if you find yourself maybe uh, wanting to talk over someone or assume something, sit back, set your ego aside, and, and listen see, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, th- taking the time to, and maybe not even tr- like going out of your way to be like, I'm doing Kokimisubi Wase Zanshin. But see if you can recognize when you are doing that out yeah. in the world. Right. When you can recognize like, oh man, I have really good uh, Masubi happening right here. Right. right, you know? right. And don't spend too much time going, oh yeah, look at me. I'm <laughs> well, listening I'm just, so good. Patting myself me. on the back. I'm doing so awesome I'm right so, now. I'm listening. I'm so good at listening. I'm such a good listener. I'm such a good look listener. Look at me listening. Like, what did he say? What? <laughs> <Huh>? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really and truly listen. <laughs> it's amazing what you'll hear. All right, guys. So we'll see you next week where we're talking about weapons, weapons. and Aikido. All right. And uh, if you want to know anything, yeah, give us a shout out. Can't, right. wait, can't wait to do okay. it. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>